It's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. Styles and Watkins on a Friday fun day. We're just going to stick with it. Friday fun yep. day. Thank you to Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. Fun crossover, cross talk as always. Should we what, thank them for that? What is the what is the correct term? Cross talk or crossover? I say cross talk. Okay. We will stick with cross talk. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great weekend, of course, as we get ready for King's Thunder. Oh, and yeah. no De'Aaron Fox oh, once yeah. again. Will the Kings be able to prevail? You know, Chris, I'm gonna be honest with you. What as up? we we're gonna talk a good a good bit of Niners today, because Niners, the bye week is over. You gotta deal with Trevor Lawrence. You gotta deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brock Purdy. We have a lot to say about Brock Purdy. We have some stats that are eye-opening in both ways, good and bad. But you know, Chris, I don't know that I'm loving the vibe. Oh no. And I, you know, we, we were doing Wait. game, we were doing game. Friday game day, yes. right? So Friday game. So I didn't really get to talk to Dave about sports, but you know, oh, he doesn't do that. No, not not when no. we're on. Not no. at least not. Oh when no, we're no, on. it's not even just in general. Yeah, in general, but in general, he speaking of social media, Dave posted yesterday that no De'Aaron Fox. If the Thunder run the Kings out of the building, don't necessarily be surprised. And I'm paraphrasing yeah. here. And I don't know that I love that out of Dave. I know I definitely can't say that or yeah, I'd be run out of Sacramento. And and, and I understand being realistic about this. The Thunder, and I know look, if anybody has been high on the Thunder, it's been me. Sure. But I do feel, as Nate said in the sports update, I believe it has switched to one and a half, the Thunder being the favorites. I've seen as much as two and a half for the Thunder being the favorites. The bottom line is the Kings are the underdog at home in this first in-season tournament game and I'm not sure I'm feeling the vibes from the kingdom today I'm not Mm, sure I'm feeling the vibe from the beam regime this is an opportunity it is right you're playing with house money a little bit Chet Holmgren's been rolling Shai Gilgis been rolling Mm -hmm. these guys have been rolling and I don't know I feel like are we underselling the kings a little bit right now no I mean (laughs) wait Alan wait have you not seen the last three games of kings I'm just saying man oh my god I, I think it's more just the fact that it's it's not that it's impossible. It's just it it with how they've played recently, it mm-hmm. just feels like we're we're right now the biggest concern is just can we play average or like right. a semblance of Kings basketball that we thought we we knew what it looked like and uh they're so far away from that that it almost is like I mean when you think about how yeah, you mentioned OKC is rolling right now. They're actually playing good basketball. They're doing what what people expected them to do for the most part this year. Out the gate. Out the gate. And, uh, yeah, the Kings just have been the complete opposite of that. They've been trying to, you know, scramble and, and figure out this playing without De'Aaron Fox thing. And uh, with that continuing, I just think a lot of people feel the odds are definitely not stacked in their favor. I mean, I I, I feel like a lot of Kings fans are probably going to be the ones betting the OKC minus two and a half thinking, man, man let me tell you, I've watched this team. Yeah. They're not two and a half point. They, right. uh, they're not two and a half points worse than OKC. We're lucky. We're we're barely two points better than the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I understand why people feel down, but at the same time, I'm still holding on to other, I've seen way too many other teams come and, and play without their stars mm-hmm. and, Put up fights, and I think that that's that's a possibility for everybody on any given night. And I think the fact that the Kings have almost played so many bad games, I'm going to continue to say 
They're due at some point. That's what I'm they saying, man. They have to be due at that, some that's point. That's what I'm saying. You have to get back. You have to – it's not even regressing to the mean. No. You're trying to improve <laughs> yes, to the mean yeah. <laughs> because we know what these guys are capable totally. of doing. And I believe – what was it between Keegan Murray and Malik Monk? What was it, one for 14 from one three ball land? Did they both take seven or, or – I think it might have been one for 13, but I know the Malik point stands. They only for, made one. Is the yes, point. they only made one between the two of them. So if that happens, you're probably not going to win no. the ball game because Malik Monk really willed himself. And again, against the team in the Blazers who just, they barely had enough to field a team yeah. by the time that game was over. <laughs> it was DeAndre Ayton and and Jeremy Grant, and that was yep. essentially it. And yep. Skylar Mays, who we all thought was a rookie, who's not even yeah. a rookie. So guys that we hadn't really heard of, and they played really well. And I think what it is, man, and I hate to do this cliche, but these guys are all professionals. These yes, guys sir. all get paid to play yep. basketball. And if you think you can roll the ball out there, you're you're in for a rude awakening, yeah. and hopefully, if you are OKC as a young team, I think it's a little bit different because it's in season game tournament. That that doesn't that doesn't help, right? Yeah. And also, you're on the road, so I think it's harder to lay an egg on the road, and especially, hey, this is something for the in season tournament. And I, if you're OKC and you haven't won anything ever, really, right. you're going to put your best foot forward. But there is a possibility that maybe, just maybe. They think no De'Aaron Fox. These guys barely beat the Blazers. Right. They got smacked by the Rockets. Let's just go in and do our thing. So that's possible. I don't know that it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got word. I will be in the building. So Ooh. Chris and I will be hopefully sitting next to each other as usual. G- hop on our socials. We'll have everything for you. Keep you up to date. So I hope that the energy is going to be right. They're going to be in those crispy new jerseys, the yep. City Edition jerseys. By the way, Kings in my opinion, have at least, and I haven't seen all of them, I can tell you right now they have a top three City Edition jersey. Really? There's some yeah. bad ones yeah, out there. Terrible. And there's some terrible. And courts, too. They're, and there's they some bad courts. And I terrible. like a gray court. Yeah. What is it? Oakland University. They got a gray court. Not really? O- really? Not Oakland, California. It's somewhere oh, in okay. the middle Detroit, America. Oakland, yeah, 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 yeah. Detroit. So I, I love everything that I'm seeing. I think the vibes are going to be right. I think they're going to come out playing hard. Yeah. But like we said, I thought they came out playing hard against the Rockets yeah. on, on Monday. And I thought they came out playing hard a couple days ago, but you got to put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, have to, you have yeah. to, you have to put the biscuit in the basket. They haven't been able to do it. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the the thing that's going to make or break today. Is just, I mean, especially with De'Aaron not being out there, the shooters have to come alive. Like, and they, and they need multiple. It can't just be mm-hmm. Kevin Herter seems to be back four of nine. I think the other day, uh, yeah, they need Keegan to to be along with him. I think. Yeah, if you can get a combined ten plus threes out yeah. of out of those two guys or out of you know those two and Malik or something, I, I think that that's a, a recipe for the Kings having a better night than expected, and uh, it's going to be tough. Like it, it's definitely going to be tough without De'Aaron. Clearly, you know him and him and Shea would go back and forth, and they would probably cancel each other out, which would give the Kings a lot better of a chance. But uh, they're they're going to have to attack this game differently than I think they've they've tried to approach these last few games. They have to try and slow down Shea because Shea, we saw what Jeremy Grant did the other day. Shea's more than capable of doing that, and they don't have Skylar Mays to to you know bear, you know have to put up the game of his life to make right. that game close. They have so much more talent that's more than capable and more than willing to put up points and 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 make that make tonight a really really tough game for Sacramento. So I I think. I think physicality will be the key if the Kings want to keep it close tonight, not letting, you know, OKC get comfortable and mm-hmm. get into any sort of rhythm, but it's a lot easier said than done and we just 
frankly, I mean, again, to, to bring it back fouling. around, we just haven't seen them have a good performance really in like two weeks. Right, without fouling, though, because yeah. physicality is not getting blown by and then just grabbing yes. on a guy. You know, it, it's funny you say that, and we're going to get into this uh, in, in much more depth as we dive into the show, but it is funny you bring up the physicality because with Skylar Mays and it's and in in on one hand I'm thinking if you can't keep Skylar Mays in front of you, how in how in the world are you going to keep Shea Gilgis yeah. in front of you? But I would also say that Sky wasn't Skylar wasn't somebody on their radar. Yeah. Maybe for sure. I, and and when I'm watching the game, I literally rewinded a, a specific drive from Skylar because I'm thinking What's going on here? Is he that quick? And what it is, is it's these, it's not even a matter of getting beat off the dribble. It's a matter of those screens, those little rub screens or or legit screens. The Kings are terrible at trying to communicate. Are you going to, if you're going to switch, switch. And that's what I think Drapes was saying on the broadcast. Go under that bad boy. Make Skylar Mays shoot the basketball because they weren't going under it. And Shea can shoot, you know, better than Skylar Mays, but go under some of those screens and stay in front of them how many times and times again. Yeah. It wasn't that he was just quicker than you. It was that they weren't really communicating on screens. Yeah. And then the screen comes and whoever it was, you know, the bigger defender that was supposed to either switch or not, that guy got burned. Yeah. So we watched that over and oh, I, I honestly thought it was my my TV was broken. I thought I had why I'm trying to get I just moved. I yeah. thought the, maybe the <laughs> Wi-Fi was getting Xfinity. Don't and actually I got a Friday gripe on on that whole situation a little bit later but I thought my maybe my wi-fi was out or what's going on so defensively I would hope that Mike Brown and, and the coaching staff figure out hey man we just got to communicate on these things if, if somebody is gonna bur- you just have to commit to something if they're gonna burn you from three ball land at least let's see right when you you play pickup can this guy shoot or not yeah. if he makes two in my face and right in my eye okay I'll get up on screens but until then I'm going underneath that bad boy yeah. and they just have been caught between not figuring out what they want to do. Yeah, and that's all communicate. I mean, yeah, you laid it out perfectly. That's all communication, and you know Mike Brown is is seeing the same exact thing, and he's he's pulling his hair out because pick and roll defense is is the number one thing that if you can't if I mean if you can't stop the pick and roll, then you're not going to be able to survive in today's NBA right. because that that's what a majority of teams are going to run. And I, I'm really curious to see how OKC what they look like because we haven't seen them uh, with Chet Holmgren. I've watched a couple games so mm-hmm. far this year, but nothing really too in depth trying to figure out what they're trying to do. And so I'm curious. Are they going to use Chet in the pick and roll? Do they use Chet more uh, on the perimeter offensively or in the post? Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see that Chet versus Sabonis matchup as well. Like yeah. I'm really curious to see, uh, you know, how Chet, who's I wouldn't say more of a finesse. I think Chet is actually kind of sneaky physical, but mm-hmm. uh, just kind of how the the juxtaposition of Chet, who's this long skinny kid, right. and Sabonis, who's this you know. I wouldn't say short, but like obviously not short. But yeah, he's, he's yeah. a little bit stockier and not right. so much, you know, a big towering seven foot three guy or something like that. It's going to be interesting to see who wins that battle because I would think Sabonis is probably looking at Chet Holmgren and being like, "This this kid doesn't stand a chance. Like, I'm just going to out physical." Battle of the Bulldogs, right? Yes, Both Gonzaga. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, you got to you got to put on for your city. You got to put on for. Yeah. For your school, I mean, Sabonis, this is the new kid on the block. You yep. can't be getting punked out here no. by, by by the younger dude when you are the elder statesman, when you are the veteran. So 
I think that's going to be the highlighted matchup. Sure. I would assume we see that together the most. I don't think it would be Alex Len or JaVale or anybody no. like that. So, again, obviously, they're backing up Sabonis anyway. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. And, and who in the world can slow down Shea? And I'm not going to get you started on Shea being 6'6". And somebody yeah. is going to be Keegan or it's going to be Keon Ellis. We'll get into all of that. Going to talk a lot of football as well, specifically when we get back as we talk about Brock Purdy and the Niners. Got to get to a break when we get back more Niners talk and more Kings talk. Larry Kruger at 1 p.m. Don't want to miss that as well. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Yesterday, we had an extra 15 minutes, and it was good stuff. Played a great game. Yeah. Chris or Keegan, and that was fun. Thank you for participating if you were a part of that. And now we look forward to the Kings. We look forward to Kings, Thunder, and we will be breaking that all down. But we also want to break down the Niners because bye week is over. It's been over, and now it is time to get ready for a team that – I saw a stat, I believe it was Bleacher Report, that, you know, you think about Trevor Lawrence getting the ball out quickly when we were speaking with Emil earlier in the week that he gets the ball out quickly, and also Chris Biederman about how you just think about the Jaguars and that offense to get the ball out quickly. Trevor Lawrence, when it comes to deep passes, has some of the best accuracy in the league, right? And they, so they they get after it and they can throw the football. So, uh, you know... In terms of that secondary with the Niners, and we know Chase Young's going to be playing, so you got to get at, get after the quarterback. It's going to be a race to the quarterback. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully it will be. Can't wait. You know, we've had this running joke, if you've been listening, about pizza and how people say NFL and football is like pizza. Pizza, the, the comparison being that pizza is always good and football is always Even good. Bad pizza Even is bad pizza good is pizza. still good pizza. So yesterday, mm-hmm. last night. Yes, sir. Bears, Panthers. Oh, gosh. Pizza? Good pizza? Definitely not pizza. That was not pizza. <laughs> that was like, uh, I'm trying to think. That was like a, a Hot Pocket or something, which mm. I still like Hot Pockets. I like but it's Hot not, Pockets. It's not pizza. It's, yeah. definitely not, it's definitely not pizza, and it doesn't quite hit the same well, as pizza. Well, I, I just believe that there is such a thing as bad pizza. Yeah. And I think that. Or it's like a pizza bagel or something. Now, bad <laughs> pizza. I think what people need to say is that bad pizza is better than no pizza. Yes. Right? So the question is, was that bad pizza better than no pizza? And I would say... I would say I probably would rather have no pizza. I thought it was interesting only only because of the juxtaposition between... A D2 undrafted guy in Tyson Badgen versus Bryce Young, the number one pick. You had DJ Moore, who, oddly enough, the Panthers, and I think that was in part to get that, you know, to get Bryce Young. But the Panthers, they lose DJ Moore, which Bryce Young really could use. Mm -hmm. And then you have Tyson beating Bryce Young. So did I watch every snap? No, I I can't do that. You know, why would I I do that to myself? But I I was at least a little bit interested in it. And when you go on social media, people will watch, man. They will. I think think we're in the minority here. I think we're in the minority here. I don't think so. I think that those storylines get you to turn the game on, but Mm -hmm. then once you watch the game and you're actively watching it, you're like, wow, this is trash, and I would literally rather do – like, it might be on, Mm -hmm. it might be in the background, but am I paying attention to it the same way next Thursday I'll be watching Bengals-Ravens? 
absolutely not. Like right. I, I just, I, I football doesn't have that kind of stranglehold over me where it's like I have to. Doesn't matter. It, it's not a pizza. It's not. It's not a. Oh, I, I don't care that this is a one in seven team going against a two and six team or two and seven team. I'm still going to watch and I'm still going to find storylines and I'm still going to say, Oh wow. The, you know, the, the bears are really, are you know, figuring it out or, you know, mm-hmm. that, that game was a lot more, they actively showed like the draft order in that game. So right. I think that game's a lot more about, you know, what, what those two teams are building, but I was not a fan. I, I, yeah. I had it on. I watched the game. I enjoyed none of the game. Absolutely none of it. Right. I can't I can't like both quarterbacks, it's an accomplishment if they make a seven yard completion. Yeah. Bryce had I that forty that. yarder and I thought, okay, maybe no. maybe he's gonna turn it on and it did not come on. No. The batteries were dead, whatever the case is. They were what one team was one in seven, one team was one in six. Nate, I want you to hop in on this because you are a big Niners guy. As we talk nine as I bring it back to the Niners here and nine one six three three nine one one four zero. I want you to be a part of the conversation as well. Cause here's the question. Better underdog story, Brock Purdy or Tyson Badgett? You have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, although he did go to a Power 5 school. He started, I know there's that video going around that he got benched at one point, Brock Purdy, I don't know if you saw that, but he started all four years or for a very long time at Iowa State. Mr. Irrelevant comes in. He's played very well for the Niners. They go to the playoffs, don't get it done, NFC Championship. He's rocking and rolling now. Or Tyson Badgett, who's won a couple games, undrafted, Division Two. We hear about FCS yeah. fairly often. Shout out Trey Lance. We do not, and Jimmy Garoppolo, all those guys. We do not hear about Division Two players in the NFL. I've heard some cr- pretty crazy stories about the things that he would have to do as well, like you right. know, like ice baths, literally having to go to some farm across oh, the street it. to I like get it. in their trough and stuff like that, and you know, learning the Bears playbook on the Samford Field with you know his cousin or something yeah. running routes for him, and it's a crazy story for sure. But Nate, what, Nate, what do you think? better underdog story: Tyson or Brock? I think the bigger question is. You know how many yards per game? What is his cousin average in the mm, NFL? Yeah, but uh, I think the uh, I mean the Division Two thing is wild. But Brock's obviously been more successful, right? But is that because of the tools around him? Uh, would Tyson be this good in the Niners? No. No. no, and 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 people get on me for being a Brock hater, but even when Dan Orlovsky said Mac Jones would look like this yeah. with the Niners, stop that. Yeah. That's All right, wild. I think there is a line. Yeah, and that line is probably Mac Jones yeah. because I would, I now would I take Tyson over Mac Jones? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are we saying the, what makes, the question? Are we made. saying what makes the better movie or like what, what is makes the, the better? Yeah, sure. Brock Disney makes a better movie. I think Tyson makes a better movie. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, Tyson hasn't. There hasn't been enough things that happened with him yet. I think it's too early in his story. It's too early in both their stories. But why does Tyson make the better movie? I think it's just. I think you can end the movie with him starting. Like you don't have to actually show. Oh, I think like how he got here is a lot better and more obscure and a little Mm -hmm. bit less. Yeah. I wouldn't say less common traveled, but you have right. like the obscure, like, you know, again, like this is literally movie stuff where he's going to a farm to get an ice bath and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, like, that's, it's really hard to beat, as much as Mystery Relevant is cool, it's hard to beat undrafted because you yeah. still yeah. got the call. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he moved up this offseason. Like it was it was it happened so quick with him. Like right. in this in during the preseason, I was hearing, you know, Tyson Pagent is like rising up the Bears ranks right yeah. now in training camp. And then almost to the point where I swear on everything that is good, I'm I'm in <laughs> I'm in NFC North circles. People were talking about starting Tyson Bajant week one over in a legitimate conversation in NFC North talk, in in Bears talk. That might be more of an indictment on Justin Fields because it wasn't great. No, no, let's not get it twisted. It wasn't wrong last night. It wasn't great last night at all. He played like a backup quarterback. But it is hard to beat beat an undrafted player. Uh, This whole conversation just makes me think of Kurt Warner. And I know that that brings, you know. I didn't see that movie, did you? I did not. I don't care for it. (laughs) But uh, just the bagging grocery story, like, I mean, how much, I mean, that, some of that's probably really played up, mm-hmm. uh, not just in the movie, but in media mm-hmm. in general. Kind of like how they talk about uh, Kyle Shanahan babysitting Christian McCaffrey as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Kyle Shanahan's come out and been like, "Yeah, that didn't really happen." Like everyone says, but whatever. Um, I'll just I'll just say Brock Purdy. I'll take a side here. I mean, yeah. if, if Brock wins the Super Bowl, then yes. there you go. Like if yeah. you can end the movie with him hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, then it's like okay, of yeah. course that's. Right, but we're saying right now. You yeah. have to make the movie right now. Yeah. And if you have to make the movie right now, honestly, I actually think it's Brock. I I, I love Tyson. I love the story. Tyson Bajan, undrafted, D2, yeah. hard-earned. Yeah. He, he wins. He beats the Raiders right in front of his whole family was there, right? I love all that. But Brock... And being, uh, you have the term with Mr. Irrelevant, so that plays for yeah. Disney. They're excited about. They're that's excited true, about right. that. Yeah, Mr. They already have a maybe a, that could be the name of the movie. Yeah, that could be oh, the yeah. name of the movie oh, right that's there. Sold. Right, so you have that, and then you have the fact that he came in and he broke so many rookie records. Yeah, and they don't care that that he had the the. Avengers version of an offense <laughs> and a top uh, yeah. now top eight defense, but they were top five last season. So they don't care well, about that's that. Like, that's like in Moneyball where they just gloss over the fact that the A's had a ridiculous pitching staff. You right. Know? It's right. Like, no, uh, no, let's no, not no. talk about Z. We don't yeah, ever talk about You just about act that. like everyone around him is mediocre. Yeah, exactly. Just, George Kittle's like happy to be with Brock. Like, <laughs> right, like right, right. Him. George yeah. Kittle couldn't do yeah. anything oh, before. Could you Brock? imagine yeah. how they would cast Jimmy too? Because you have to make Jimmy unlikable. So he's just got to be the hottest, dumb guy right. possible who's just Channing like Tatum. a yeah just a complete d uh you can't go channing no probably not it's got the buzz cut you know who it could be it could be if if you know you turn back the clock a little bit colin farrell mm. yeah yeah Call hey, maybe like Cody. Jake Gyllenhaal or something like Jake that. Jake Gyllenhaal, like a, like a ripped yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah, or something yeah yeah Kyle Shanahan's Kevin James he's got to walk <laughs> by Brock's locker at some point and be like sorry bro yeah. You know, like yeah, he's really yeah, yeah. got to play up the right. like. Oh, he throws man. his towel at him. Yeah, watch this, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think it's. Uh, I think we're starting to write the movie Trey right Lance, now. Trey Lance has to be in there. Trey, wow. right? Trey is played by Dak Prescott. Right. He's the he's chosen in enough commercials one. already. Oh Dang, man, that's who, so great. Trey Lance, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, the movie is kind of writing itself now that I think about it. It's yeah. got to be Brock. Yeah, even right now, and and Tyson, that could be maybe a, uh, a Disney Plus series. Yeah, exactly. That's you know? like a Disney short. You know how like in, right, before right. like Monsters <laughs> Inc. or something, Pixar. they show that little like right, yeah, that right. little three minute movie that wow. could be the Tyson Bajans. Yeah, so Tyson, good for you. It wasn't great ball, right? It wasn't it wasn't good pizza, not to me, no. but at least you got a W. And on the flip side of this, we spent so much time talking about Tyson. I've heard some wild stories, and and 
take this with a grain of salt about the whole Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud thing because I heard a story. My buddy told me that the Panthers wanted C.J. Stroud, and you've seen the videos are grabbing his traps, and wow, this this guy, you're just chumming it up with him. So weird. Apparently, they decided to go with Bryce Young because he ordered scallops and a salad at dinner, Mm. and they thought that was really mature. I, I don't know. Take it with the grain of that's salt. That's ridiculous. I mean, I actually, I actually, I actually shouldn't say that's ridiculous because I believe Whitey actually told me a story about how Ricky Rubio. I think it was with the Kings with mm-hmm. Jeff Petrie back in the day when they had him uh, in Sacramento. They they brought Ricky Rubio to dinner with mm-hmm. him and his, uh, I believe him and his mom, and Ricky ordered a steak, mm-hmm. and then his mom cut the steak for him. And at that point, uh, Jeff Petrie was like, "I'm out." Wow. Because I don't blame it, him for that one. Kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's I the same logic. It's happened. literally the same logic where it's like, ugh. I mean, it's that, the that reverse logic. Happen. But it's, it's like, uh, I, there's no one. way yeah. that happened. What what kind of steak was it, though? I don't I care. I mean, Ricky was also yeah. like 17 when he was being I don't care. 16, 17 when he was. You I mean, that's laundry. ridiculous. But come no. on, man. That's that's insane. I also wouldn't draft him if I saw his mom cutting that steak. No, I wouldn't either. But there's no way that happened. I'm just telling you what I heard. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we've been talking Brock Purdy. So let's compare him to the other QBs. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 12th official show. Thank you for hanging with us. 10 a.m., 2 p.m. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Big shout out to my parents. My dad was in the Navy. My mother was in the Air Force. So shout out to them. Shout out to all the veterans out there. And thank you for your service. As we talk on a Friday fun day about casting the Brock Purdy movie. And Joe Jarosz has something to say. Shout out, Joe. Miles Teller as Jimmy G. We need that facial hair. Yeah, it's got to have. Can he get the facial hair? He needs the beard. And at this point, it's got salt and pepper in it. Yeah, too, you know, right. he'd be a good jerk though. He's a that guy seems like a real jerk. Yeah, I Miles like Miles Teller. Teller. Yeah, I he'd like be Miles a likable jerk. We got to get the facial hair, mm. and we're in Will Poulter or Tom Holland as Brock. Tom, Tom Holland, I'm Holland sold. Is hilarious. We have we have the chat of the day so far that here at ten thirty three. Tom Holland as Brock. I'm Who would in. play Kyle? There's somebody. Just or give would, me time. Would Kyle need to have somebody in there? He would. He he might not need to be in the movie. He could probably get away with like a quarterback coach. That's like a made up Jonah Hill character. You know, where it's like a mixture of people. Right. Right. Yeah. We got to find somebody. Or like him. John Lynch has to have somebody too. He's right. Because, be right. Because He's you have to be, be in the draft room. Yeah, exactly. With the last pick in the draft. Yeah. Should we and, go with him? And Brock has we his head. We need a tackle. Yeah. Yeah. I trust this kid. And and, and Brock has his head down somewhere. Yeah. He's just in Arizona. Very sad because yep. he doesn't. He's, he's not get getting drafted. drafted. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody's telling him it's going to be all right, man. It's okay. Undrafted free agency. Right. You know, you'll find a practice squad somewhere. Maybe we got somebody for you. Yeah. We got somebody for you. So yeah, we, we got the movie going. We're ready to write it. So get your get your pen game ready as we talk underdogs and a little bit of Bryce Young. Very interesting. I did look up during the break this story about Ricky Rubio. And Grantland put out an article in 2012. That's how you know this is a while ago. And it said before, again, before the 09 draft, 
There was a rumor going around that the Sacramento Kings passed on Ricky Rubio because his mother, Tona, cut his steak for him during a meeting with the GM. And there's a little blurb here that says, Part of this is a misunderstanding of Spanish culture. Spaniards are just closer to their families than many Americans. More generations live under one roof. Even the famous Barcelona midfielder, Xavi Hernandez, hey, still lives with Chavi. his parents. And he's 32 okay. years old, and that was tw- that was in 2012. So, Okay, sure. Right. But sounds like homeboy lives with his parents and not has his parents cut up a steak. But, I think it's more just like the... I mean, it's right. Is that part of the culture or living at home? Yeah, you yes. can still have independence and live with your parents. Right. But like, is that part of the deal? Is yeah. I think the bigger concern is that he clearly doesn't do a lot of things for himself, and yes. like you know, doesn't understand. And you're supposed to leave our franchise exactly because it goes on to say his parents didn't even allow him to talk to media until he was. 18. That's all. That's, that's fine. fine. That's just, that's We're not, probably we don't have a good problem parenting. with that. Right. We don't have a problem with that. It's, yeah. it's the cutting. We it's need the cutting of the state. We need some co- confirmation is the cutting part of Spanish culture. You know what though? Is that also something that like, who cares? Because all these guys have chefs anyway. Like how many of these guys are actually, I mean, again, it's, it's more of the symbolicness of it, but it's like, you know, well, our these own, guys all have chefs, but like, that's, here's, not, that's here's the whole point. Chris Verlade came in with a great, talking point because he said what and it's easy to do now because hindsight's 2020 but let's do it because it's fun anyway what players and we'll just keep it to nba what nba players if you were drafting them but again you don't know what they're gonna be sure but let's say it's it's whoever use use football prop like caleb anybody right anybody that is supposed to be a for sure thing add it to the will levis weird things yeah (laughs) if will levis can get drafted Putting mayo in his coffee and eating bananas without taking off the peel. Disgusting. What's worse? Yeah. No, I would definitely say I would trust someone less who does those decisions with food than someone who has their mom cut their steak. Maybe he was just trying to focus on the conversation. Right. Right. Hey, mom, yeah. can you just cut this can real you quick? Just, hey, mom, sorry. You know? Yeah. I think there are more people out there at 17 getting their steak cut by their mothers <laughs> than putting mayo in yes. their coffee and yeah, eating bananas sure. Doing frat with the peel on. You know, yeah, frat so, loser activities. And you said if Luca had his mom cut his steak in front of you, you're still in. I would still draft him. I, I would Because you know what Luca is Vladi now, though. Not, That's the problem. No, I was very high on Luca at the okay. time. I, I was very, very high on Luca at the time. And it's, you know, I, if... There's definitely a level, though. It's one of those things where if you already have questions, like, it, it adds to the list of, Okay, is this the thing that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back? Right. You know, like Wemby, you know, Wemby, I'm still taking Wemby. I don't care if he cuts steak with his toes. Like I'm 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 taking that dude. Like right. it doesn't matter how weird he right. is or anything like that. I'm I'm going to take the chance on the 75 guy who's who dribbles like a point guard. Uh there's definitely a limit though. I just don't know what it is. It's it's, you know, it's one of those things that when you see it, you know it, you know. You know, I really want to move off this conversation, but I can't yeah. because now I'm thinking about the <laughs> Caleb Williams crying thing. It, it's, and I'm it's thinking all about similar into the evaluation. It's all similar yeah. because yeah. Caleb Williams crying and a lot of people, yeah. I'm not coach Jason Brown. I'm not going to, I wouldn't draft yeah. him even if I worked for an NFL team. Well, that's why you don't exactly. Well, don't get me started on yeah. that. So it if, definitely is. It's the same, same logic. It's it, the same, yes. same part of your brain that's coming up with, okay, this equals this. Caleb Williams crying equals I'm not going to take him. It's all the same. It's all the process. same thing. And I think, and it's funny because Caleb was one, probably the closest going into the season. I don't know about now. Now yeah. some people think Drake may, Drake may might catch him because going into the season, Caleb was as surefire 
as Wimbanyama. Not the Doesn't same. This happen all the time, though. It does like, because people double, people overthink things, yeah. right? Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, exactly. a little same, bit of Andrew it. Luck, the same exact. Yeah, Andrew Luck yeah. was the most can't miss prospect and then in RG3 history. RG three pops up. RG three has the season, and of course, Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence still pick number one, but mm-hmm. the conversation becomes a thing, and it's like. It really just shouldn't. Like, it, right. it, it, football is is weird like that, where it's not even like you know in basketball, people, you know, your your high school ranking can mm-hmm. get you drafted. Still, you know, top ten. Harry right. Giles was picked in the yeah. first round because he he was the number one uh, high school player when he was like a junior. Mm-hmm. Football's not like that for whatever reason. Where like, yeah, you can win the Heisman your sophomore season, come back for a junior season where everyone knows that it's just hey, stay healthy and you're going to be the first pick in the draft. But then all of a sudden, things start to happen. Other people have good seasons. You don't have the same fire you had last year, and people talk themselves into, okay, well, actually, maybe he's not as can't-miss as, as as what we thought. And it's, it just feels like people almost look for reasons not to uh, take Caleb Williams instead of looking at the clear and obvious things that he does well. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, if, I don't know, whoever you're a team of, I would be... Unless you have your guy, right? And I saw this as well. If you don't have a top 10 quarterback, you are looking for a quarterback, yes. right? In yes. some capacity, yeah. which I thought was a really interesting thought because I don't think we normally think about it like that. Somebody like you, Minnesota Vikings with Kirk with Kirk Cousins, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily think like that. The problem is— I think that's a problem with NFL GMs, personally. You, if I were a GM, stuck. I would take a quarterback every— se- I've never understood— yeah. Why teams are like, we have a quarterback. We're fine. We don't mm-hmm. need to take third, fourth round QBs. Well, how about the fact that if you have two good QBs, if you stumble upon right. a Dak Prescott mm-hmm. or something like that and your intention is to bring him in on as a backup, well, all of a sudden it's it's like, you know, you have this incredibly valuable asset that it's just, it's extra. It's like how many people, how many, we all play fantasy football. You know, yeah. sometimes you end up having an extra quarterback, you end up having an extra tight end, an extra receiver. And it's like, okay, I'm going to, this is just, I can use this to uh, maybe my extra, I need an extra flex or something. I'll, I'll just use this thing to cash in and get something that I'm actually using. Now I've never understood why teams just punt on, on backup QBs because they feel set with Kirk cousins or Matt Ryan, or even, you know, the lions with Jared Goff right now, like do the lions really think, Five years from now, Jared Goff's going to be their quarterback? I believe, but... I wouldn't. Well, hold on now. I wouldn't want to. Hold on. I do believe that Hendon Hooker, and the only reason I know this is because I am a random... I I love Tennessee, the Vols, even though I've never been there. No reason to like them, but I'm pretty sure the Lions drafted Hendon Hooker, who is still recovering from the ACL. So... Just, that, that's the flyer that you're talking exactly, about. Why yeah. not, just in case? So the Lions, I would say, are doing it properly. Real quick before we get to a break, it's interesting the level of can't-miss prospects. Because even though we talk about Caleb Williams, if Wemby was in March Madness, right, mm-hmm. or, or or a game to get into March Madness because Caleb Williams didn't cry in the playoffs, sure, he cried yeah. knowing that they're not going to get into the playoffs – if Wemby, it probably would take him three steps to get to the to get to the, the top of the <laughs> yeah. arena. Takes three steps to find his mom and is crying with his mom after they get eliminated from the ability to get into March Madness. Nobody would blink an eye. Nobody no, would blink yeah. an eye. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I do. I guess I think that no one would blink. An you know, eye. so yeah. there's levels to there's levels to sure. can't miss. Yeah. Got to get to a break. When we get back, CBS Sports ranked the quarterbacks. Give us your guess on where Brock Purdy is. We have the top 12 
Where is Brock Purdy? Give us your guess, and we'll read off the guesses. Let's see if Nate gets it right. Let's see if Chris gets it right. Sals and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there, and thank you for your service. Still a fun Friday as we discuss who's going to play Kyle Shanahan in the Brock Purdy movie. Who's going to play Brock? We have Tom Holland as Brock. It's pretty good. Right now we have Jake Gyllenhaal as Jimmy Garoppolo, possibly Miles Teller, if he can grow some scruff. And on the 714, we have our best Kyle Shanahan thought to cast as well. Christian Bale Ooh. as Kyle Shanahan is a must. So shout out to the 714. That is a great call right there. It's also scary because Christian Bale's like one of those method actors who like gets right. way too yeah. into the role. Like I think he gained like 150 pounds or something right. crazy to be Dick Cheney. And then and like, loses it yeah, for He's going to have to lose it to be Kyle. Kyle's like a, you know, he's a skinny he dude. You know? well, I did say about- he's done doing that. He said Christian he's done Bale, doing yeah. that? Yeah, because I think he it just takes be. a wild toll on his body. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it. Yeah. But I was going to say, if you are going to be a method actor in that way, he might mess around and get hired as a coach yeah. after the movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's true. Get if he super knows, into analytics right, and right, something like that. Panthers are calling him. Yeah. Panthers yeah. are calling him. So yeah. we, got some, we, got, we got some things rolling here. Keep them coming in. Keep the calls coming as well. 916-339-1140. And the YouTube chat, as always, shout out to the YouTube chat. Always doing it big for us here at Styles and Watkins, 12th official show. And it's time to, you know, we play this game underrated, overrated, properly rated. And Brock Purdy is one of the most confusing. I don't know what it is about these Northern California teams, right? Whether it's Sabonis, Brock Purdy, right? If you were Draymond Green deals with it as well, right? All these guys, just very hard to figure out where they belong. So CBS this week put out their power rankings for quarterbacks. And a lot of Niner fans have been tired. I'm tired of the disrespect of Brock Purdy. So I only have the top 12 here, so that gives you that much of a guess that he's in the top 12. So I'm going to have everybody guess. You can hop on the chat as well. Where is this This is from CBS Sports. When, though? When? This is from Tuesday. Okay. Yes. So where do you think Brock Purdy is ranked? And this is our version of Uh – Friday games. And this is like a where is Brock Purdy ranked uh, in terms of like, is this a power ranking or is this a power ranking week to week? This is going into week oh, 10. Okay, oh, gotcha. Okay. So like yeah. Patrick oh, Mahomes, man. Jalen Hurts, those guys are not in this thing because they have buys this no, week. No, 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 they are. It's okay. just assessing all the QBs going into week 10. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. My guess would have been 14, honestly, uh, but 12. So top 12. I, I would say. I'm going to go nine then. He's in the top 12. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would probably say, uh, yeah, you said nine. I'll say, yeah, I'll say like nine or 10 if I had to guess. Is he 12? We have Lamar Jackson at one. Wow. Fair. He's 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 playing out of his he's mind. Right he, he's yeah, almost sure. like, you remember Hunter Pence when he would just get on heaters yes. and, and Brandon Belt and some of these guys. When Lamar gets hot, Look out. Yeah. You don't he's know how long so he's going to be hot for. Yeah. yeah. Right? Jalen Hurts, number two. Really? I, this is really interesting. I don't know. Josh Allen, number three. That's wrong. 
That's interesting. That's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. But how do you really feel, Nate? I don't like Josh Allen really that much. All right. This is how quarterbacks are playing up to this point. Yeah. Interesting. Number four. Okay. Just yeah, I mean the fact that Patrick Mahomes hasn't been said yet. Yeah, that's crazy. Number four, CJ Stroud. Okay, that's insane. How are we taking CJ Stroud over Patrick Mahomes? These are these is based. It's not a. It's not based on what they've done. It's based on this season and up yeah. till now. Like who has Still played the, Who has been the best quarterback up to? That's this why point. I like these. in terms of quarterback because there's play, no yeah. grandfathered yeah. in. Yeah. Right. Like your your cell yeah, phone. Aaron Rodgers is just yeah. always going to be top three. Exactly. And, you know, your That's why I like the most drops in the NFL though. Too. Uh, whatever. I'm, I shouldn't be defending the Chiefs. What am I doing? <laughs> Nate. Nate. Patrick Mahomes number five. Okay. okay, it's just wild that CJ. Str- I love CJ Stroud too. I don't love him. I Joe Burrow, say, <sighs> number six. Oh, he's playing. Great he's playing too. great, but like, can you just discount the first four weeks? Like, how are you? Because this is the thing. This is my issue. I mean, I understand it's done today or done this week, but like, how can you throw away Burrow's first four weeks, but mm-hmm. not? Keep that same energy for Brock's first five weeks in terms of like taking that into No, that's account. fair. What you about know? Josh Allen too? He's been super streaky. He has yeah. nine interceptions this yes. year. Same with Jalen Hurts. That's just, why I'm shocked Jalen Hurts is number two. Yeah, he's a gunslinger. I, I don't think that makes you good. Yeah. But. Number seven, <laughs> Tua. Okay. I would put Tua higher. I think that's disrespectful to Tua. Like yeah. as an individual. Eh, okay. This is whatever. Yeah. This is why lists are frustrating. Anyways, number yeah. eight. Where's Brock? <laughs> number eight, Dak Prescott. Okay. Boo! This is this is a lot of recency bias. You can very yeah. much tell that this is like an ongoing yeah. power ranking where like Brock is just kept slipping. If Number nine is that is a uh, Brock. Perry. I called it. You did. Bang. So who's behind him? Because that's also number that's ten. Right, Justin yeah. Herbert. Number eleven. Okay. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, which is a little surprising to me. Okay. Uh, and number twelve. Jared Goff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, I yeah. I very much disagree with that list. I just I I think I think a lot of those guys should be high. If, wow, that's really surprising. Josh Allen should not be three. Josh Allen should definitely not no, be that's, three. That's pretty. Joe nuts. Burrow's playing better ball right now than Josh Allen. I agree for sure. CJ's been really fun this year, but he hasn't like. I mean, last week was really the the coming like the five touchdowns, four eighty. He's mm-hmm. had a couple four hundred yard passing games, but. I don't know if I would put him as the fourth, like fourth best no. performing quarterback for the entire year. I don't even know if the issue is CJ Stroud or Jalen Hurts at number two because Jalen is my yeah. Jalen Hurts is my. I would know he's on my fantasy team. He's cost me a couple games. <laughs> yeah, Jalen at number two. Yeah, that's he's had a lot of turnovers this there year. There've been team wins the yeah. Eagles have been he, not not Jalen. I feel wins. like they they factor in the tush push a lot into, yes. into Jalen Hurts as well. Yeah. He can be the shove. X factor on that team, though, for sure. Like he takes him over the top sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And recently, I don't. I don't like know. if he plays well, they're almost unstoppable. Like if he plays like how he did in that Super Bowl against the Chiefs, like they win a, a game like that against doesn't twenty-eight other teams. Yeah. He doesn't fumble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The brotherly fumble. Yep. Unfortunately, is Brock rated correctly? He's or a little too, too low. High. Too too high. He's a little too high right now. A little too high right now. Wow. Just I, right now. Just right now. I think a couple of those – yeah, like I would put Trevor Lawrence ahead of him. I would probably put Jared Goff ahead of him just – Not Dak Prescott. Not, not Dak. Dak. I would not put not Dak, Dak ahead God. of him. I. Why do they do this with the Cowboys? They Because they have they're, to. They're, they're the obligated to. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. Can, can I just say Dak is 
played pretty well the last couple weeks. Just sure. the last, just the last couple to me, weeks. Just the last couple. To me, weeks. Dak is empty week. calories. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Dak is empty calories. That's very fair to me. for sure. It looks good. Wow. You, if you are a box score Johnny, yeah, right. Dak is your guy. Yeah. But if you watch the game, it's tough. No, I mean, yeah. There's really always fr- one it's frustrating. Thing. Let me I ask you say. this. Let me ask you this. Dak, you, number eight, right? Yeah. At the end of that game against the Eagles, uh-huh. even though the even though the refs early on, earlier on in the game a lot went the Eagles' way, for sure. Gift wrapped, yeah. right? He just threw it up in the air, under threw it, yeah. right? And and next thing you know, you're on the the you're in the red zone. Yeah. Basically, you're down five. Much, you can yeah. win the game. How confident – you said Dak's been playing well. How confident yeah. were you that Dak <laughs> uh, was going to get a, it done? There was a zero yeah. percent chance. There was a, I, I was he was going to mess it up somehow. I'm watching with my dad, and I'm like – he's like, what do you think right here? I'm like, well, Dallas is going to lose in a heartbreaking way. Yeah. Yeah. I said, he said, Which was not – that's not. I'm not patting myself on the back. That's not a hot take. No. no. That's no. not a hot take. No. No. You know, you have when you when you put Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy together. I mean, that's just a recipe it's for funny. you're gonna blow a game. It's really funny. Why didn't you dive for the two point conversion? I would be furious. <laughs> or stepping out of bounds. He did the yeah. He dive did the flip, it. the yeah. front flip. Yeah. It's just yeah. look. I, I think that Brock is probably right where he should be. Who's ahead of him and who's behind him might not be right. But I do think I would still put Brock in the top ten, because I, 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 I don't, I can't say that it's disrespectful to Brock. Some people would say he should be higher, but those are Niner homers. I just feel you can't like, go yeah. higher than you cannot go higher than about eight. Now, do I think Dak should be eight? No, yeah. but that doesn't mean Brock should be. I feel like Brock's bad games weigh more on him than, or people put weight on Brock's bad games more than they put weight on other people's bad games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Because he's the new hot thing, yeah. you know? If he, and yeah. I will continue. If, if if Brock Purdy had a game like Josh Allen had in week one, Brutal. he would just never, ever survive that. Yeah. Because, again, I, I just that game will forever stick out in my head as Aaron Rodgers goes out in that first drive, mm-hmm. you know, misses out for whatever, the entire season or whatever. Josh Allen gave them that game. I think he threw three interceptions, and they were all just lobs up for grabs. Granted, it was week one, but it's like if Brock had a performance like that, he would just – the entire season would be about making up for that one game. Exactly, exactly. And if you go through quickly the years and where these guys are in this top 12 and how many years they've been playing, the only person that has been playing for less time is C.J. Stroud, and we don't even know if he should be yeah. that high. Well, and everybody's good when they're first start. You know, there's, exactly. You there's no book. Yeah, yeah. There's no book out on them. Got to get to a break. When we get back, more Brock Purdy talk and Niners talk. At about 11.15, we will turn back over to the Kings. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.